Hi, this is Kathleen. And this is Eric. And welcome to Thrifty Cast, episode number 40. Today we are going to be talking about music, and I'm calling it Can't Stop the Music. And Eric can't stop me from calling it that. <laughs> I tried to sit through the movie, the um, Village, Village people. people. Yeah, it was agonizing. And I, you know, I love camp vintage and I like, <laughs> Village I, people. I like campy and what's not to love about, you know, late 70s disco and the, the whole nine yards. It was just a crime against humanity, that movie. I. Wow. I think I've seen it once a very long time ago, but growing up, I really had a tolerance for terrible movies. Yeah. I dragged my um, parents, grandparents, and, you know, whoever, whatever adult would take me to a movie, mm-hmm. I dragged them to awful movies, though I'm sure I didn't see that one in the theater. Mm-hmm. Must have been cable or cassette or something, yeah. you know, VHS. But yeah, I, I just, the title was good. Yeah. I like the title. Yeah. And I I actually watched that other disco movie, uh, what was it called? It takes place in a disco in LA and it's just one night in the disco and everybody's really into disco, even the stuffy people. Um, uh, I can't remember. (laughs) You use the word disco a lot though. Um, that is just representative of how very disco this movie was. It's not the last days of disco. No, no. Because that's, that's New York and that's... Uh, and that's actually a good movie. It is a good movie. That, that holds up really well. Yeah, that's... Uh, what's his name? Uh, I keep wanting to say Vim Vendors. I know, me too. Or Slim Whitman. <laughs> Whit Stillman. Whit Stillman, that's yeah. It. Anyway. Yeah. That has nothing to do with our And topic. that's not the movie I watched. Sorry. The movie I watched was terrible. Um, maybe in our next episode. Considering we stretched out 40 episodes over, what, five years? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're... We're slow at Yeah, this. we are. But thank you for sticking with us, or thank you for finding us at episode 40, whichever way this is working out for you. So, uh, I spent today in my pajamas, so I had a lot of time to think about our topic. Uh It's that drinking a pot of coffee, doing some housework, walking around in flannel pants and a hoodie. It's a perfect day. I love days like that, and I just had one. I quilted and watched a Halloween parade. Yes, it's a week to Halloween. Don't don't ask. It's a very long story. (laughs) But it was fun. We both had really wholesome days. We really did. Yeah. There are a few things more wholesome than Friday quilting. Hello, middle age. Yep. Um, What's your find of the week? My find of the week is... um, a plastic model of the ear and inner ear that I found at the Salvation Army on 63rd in Chicago, because that's where we're from. Um, It's big, it's chunky, and it was in the toy section. Colorful and plastic. Yes, colorful and plastic. So I think that's why it wound up in the toy section. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a picture of it on our Instagram feed, which is I love thrifting, I-L-U-V thrifting. So I encourage everybody to subscribe to that and check it out. So there's a picture of it there, but we'll go ahead and post one on our Facebook page as well. Yeah, it's really Eric's Instagram feed, though every once in a while I say to him, hey, take a picture of this. Yeah. But really, it, he gets credit for it. And I am not a huge fan of Instagram, but for something like that, it's kind of perfect. It because, does work well. Yeah, words don't capture some of the weirdness that we run across. So, mm-hmm. What's yours? Oh, my find of the week is... Uh, this is actually um, 
we probably shouldn't even call it Find of the Week, given that we record about once a month. But yeah. my Find of the Month is uh, Percolator. Uh, I finally, this is something I've been looking for in a thrift store for a really, really long time. But I found a 12-cup um, coffee percolator. So it makes a lot of coffee all at once. I really like the taste of percolated coffee. It tends to be kind of stronger and headier and kind of less acidy. Um, and um, it makes great coffee and it's huge. And just that that little glass bulb at the top watching like the, the coffee percolate. I just, I love everything about it. It's coffee and a show. Yeah, exactly. I got it for camping and then, you know, I got it home, washed it up, kind of couldn't wait to use it. And it's just been kind of sitting on the stove, you know, uh, like I'll fill it up and like I kind of, I've been neglecting the drip coffee maker since I got this. Did you make that coffee in it? He's drinking <laughs> coffee right now. I did. Nice. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just so much more fun. Hmm. And it kind of, for whatever reason, it just feels like it stays fresher longer. I, there's, I, I don't know if, how many of you out there are coffee drinkers, but if you ever can get your hands on a percolator, um, I urge you to give it a try. It's good, clean fun. You need a, a nice coarse ground coffee. So. And one of the big challenges in finding this has been finding one with the little plastic thing intact on top, right? It's actually, on this one, it's glass. It's glass. Oh, nice. I didn't even know that. I've run across them before, and those have been missing. The way they're designed, including on this one, is you can kind of twist them and pull it off, Uh presumably to clean it. Uh, So those have been missing in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, and I don't understand why people would do this, but they're missing the guts. Oh. You know, the the stem that goes inside. With the basket. Yeah, with the basket that rests on the top. In the lid over the basket, because oh. if you don't have the lid over the basket, you're just boiling ground, yeah. basically. Um, this had all the parts, and like I said, it was a really great size. This was, um, as a lesson to all of us, <laughs> this is a shelf that, that I had probably walked by three times and just happened to look, and I, I apparently just wasn't paying close enough attention. And I walked by it, too. Yeah. Not that I was looking for it, but uh-huh. still. And that's the... Um, that's the trap I think I get into sometimes rather than looking at what's there, I'm looking for specific things. So it was just kind of a nice reminder to actually notice everything and kind of be mindful about it as opposed to just, Oh, well I'm looking for blue willow or I'm looking for um, funky bar glasses or whatever. I seem to remember it being pretty affordable too. Mm. Yeah. This was at the, thrift store way out in the suburbs that has great stuff at really low prices in a community that frankly doesn't really need low prices. Yeah. Of all the places. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what blows my mind the most about it. But, but yeah, I got it for, I think it was two fifty. Yeah. That really was, was a deal. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've already gotten way more use out of it and I love the idea of just, like I said, just holding on to it. For camping trips and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's absolutely my find of the week. Find nice. of the month. Nice. Yeah, we'll start calling it find of the month. Mm-hmm. F-O-T-M. Yeah. So is there anything else we want to catch up on before we start our topic? No, I think we're ready to, to go ahead and talk about music. Okay. Um, this uh, The topic was actually um, my idea yeah. just 
because one thing that I've noticed lately is that CDs are starting to pour into thrift stores in numbers that I haven't noticed before. It doesn't seem like it was all that long ago that whenever CDs showed up at a thrift store, they were invariably, the CDs were missing and you would just be browsing through an entire rack of cases or you would open it up and it would be a different CD or whatever, whatever the case was. Um, there was only a handful of them or they landed behind the kind of like special counter. I think it's been a while since that, but, but I know what you're saying. And I'm old. Yeah, I am too. So, um, I feel like it's just been within the last year or so that CDs are starting to show up in mass, you know, as people are going more towards um, digital downloads, people don't want to store their CDs, um, the, uh, record stores aren't buying them the way they used to, record stores are more interested in vinyl, I think, than use CDs, or, you know, you can only have so many copies of Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba, um, or uh, Unbelievable by EMF. Uh, so um, I think more stuff gets donated because it's not sellable. Um, I have bought so much music lately. Um, and so that just got us thinking about sort of why that's happening, mm -hmm. what we're looking for, what we're seeing a lot of, mm -hmm. what we're not seeing at all, mm -hmm. which is interesting. And so we thought today yeah. we talk about that. Yeah. What we're seeing the most of, just to kick this off. Besides the ones that Eric just mentioned. Uh, well, yeah. Didn't pull those out of thin air. 90s alternative. Yeah. Any any Toad the Wet Sprocket or Indigo Girls albums or... Natalie Merchant solo album Tiger Lily. Yeah. Is at every thrift store every time I look at CDs. And that is not hyperbole. Yeah. It's always there. Always Maybe it's the there. same copy that never gets sold at each store. You know, I think it had two or three hits off of it. I can't even remember. Um, just enough where if you were sort of a casual listener, you'd be like, oh, I'll pick this up. And then you don't really care about it. I liked 10,000 Maniacs. Yeah, whatever the case is. So a lot of that um, kind of alternative stuff, which is fine, you know, I listen to a lot of that stuff and a lot of it's actually been really fun to find. Um, and as I'm loading them all into iTunes um, and storing them on a shelf, um, I'm definitely getting this nineties alternative imbalance. Going on <laughs> where it's like if, if I put music on shuffle, it's like, Oh, hi, Pearl Jam or Foo Fighters. Hey, Alive. Um, mm -hmm. do, don't you think, and, and I don't know if we've talked about this or I read <clears throat> this somewhere, but remember the Columbia Music Club? Yes. I think that also had an impact, right? Because everybody got their 10 CDs for mm -hmm. a penny or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of people picked out the same CDs, right? Like yeah. R.E.M.'s Greatest Hits or yeah. Yeah. or whatever. Um, and so those show up a lot. Yeah. At least that's my theory or right. a theory I read somewhere. I may be stealing that right. from somebody else. It, as far as CDs go, too, and I think this, this may account for some of this, too, but um, 
uh, boy bands and Britney Spears and, you know, a lot of that kind of bubblegum pop uh, from the 90s when, you know, it was the height of CD production and purchasing. I think a lot of that comes out um, in this riffs too. I have gotten a couple Britney Spears CDs. I, I shouldn't be admitting that publicly, but the heart wants what it wants. And, and you've gone and done it, so yeah. it's out there now. And, and they're affordable, so. Also, what I've noticed is are a lot of, I don't want to say oldies, but there's mm-hmm. there's sort of a chunk of classic rock, mm-hmm. though there are some notable absences, mm-hmm. which when we came up with this topic, I was saying that I was looking for Led Zeppelin's greatest hits. And Eric mm-hmm. said, well, really anything by Led Zeppelin. And I thought, you never see Led Zeppelin. No. It's just, it's something that people apparently who like them don't give away. But one day we found almost every Beatles CD. Yeah. Like somebody had, like Eric said, you know, stored it. It's in the cloud. They don't want the CDs anymore. Right. And that's that's the day that I got the White Album. I got Abbey Road. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that I mean, was a good huge, CDs. In, yeah, that, that was a huge find. Um, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Um, you know, a, a lot of those classic rock CDs. What's missing for me now is Fleetwood Mac Rumors. I Which I to, have. Yeah, well, I would love to. Did you thrift it? Um, thrift or Half Price Books. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I've, I've never been able to find those kinds of things thrift. Um, the other thing that's conspicuously missing that, and again, just to kind of round things out, there were a couple things I would love. The, the classic rock <laughs> that we're talking about. The other thing that you never see on CD in thrift stores is um, uh, vintage Motown. Like, you never see the Supremes. You never see the Four Tops. You never, like, any any of that. Uh, classic jazz. Um, I did get Miles Davis kind of blue at a thrift store, but that was an absolute outlier. I think that was just a kind of a freak of nature. You find more like big band compilations. Yeah. And and I like a lot of 40s big band music, but you don't find, you're right, you, you find more like, uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. stuff that's that's greatest hits or compilations, not... Not Dave Brubeck, not... John Coltrane. John Coltrane, not Miles Davis. Yeah. Stan Getz, yeah. Yeah, you don't... Yeah, you don't get those kinds of things. Which, um, again, I I wonder. I, I see less of that than I see of um, classic rock. Like classic rock, yeah. Classic rock I is agree. like panda bears, but classic Motown, mm-hmm. it's like unicorns at yeah. the source. You just you never see it. I am not. Um, I am not a big hip hop <clears throat> or rap listener, mm-hmm. which may not surprise anybody, but. Um, mm-hmm. I, d- I don't see a lot of that. And what I do kind of see in passing mm-hmm. are things that I have never heard of mm-hmm. as opposed to bigger uh, artists that at least, even if I didn't listen to them, I would right. know who they were. Um, so I think that's something else that just doesn't mm-hmm. show up or if it does show up, it gets purchased really quickly, Yes, which might also be happening. Um and I think, you know, I'm I'm really bad with remembering dates of things, but related to people starting to get stuff as MP3s and, you know, downloads, there's going to be a certain cutoff point, mm-hmm. right? If if it's sort of the early 2000s when mm-hmm. everybody started doing that, anything that came out after that is going to be much harder to find. Right. Because fewer people are buying CDs. Fewer people are going to be donating those CDs. Mm-hmm. And there's just going to be fewer to donate, I guess is what I'm saying. And there, people are likely holding on to a lot of those CDs a lot longer. The, the um, 
first generation iPods were released in 2001. Oh, wow. Um, That's not that long ago. No. The first um, the first generation iPhones, um, which, really recent. which even back uh, in the first generation of iPhones had uh, storage and music playing capabilities in addition to being phones, and that was 2007. So six years after the, the release of um, uh, the original iPod. So... Yeah, I, I bet you can kind of trace the decline of CDs back to right about then. Um, you know, not that uh, those first-generation iPods held that much music relative. They were either 5 gigabytes or 10 gigabytes. So, yeah, not, yeah. not, not that much. Um, so you would have to sort of pick and choose and would probably want to hold on to your CDs to... Yeah, it didn't even occur to me when I got my first one, which was a gift, like a, a re-gift, actually, somebody who'd gotten one and didn't want it in my family. Um, it never occurred to me to get rid of CDs. Yeah. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll put all these, you know, on my iPod. And, yeah. of course, I'd keep the CDs. But there wasn't cloud storage yeah. at that point. Right. Or if there was, it wasn't common. I, I remember in um, 2006, maybe, having the realization of, Oh, I'm storing all this stuff digitally. These CDs are taking up so much space. I can just sell them. And going to a record store and having, you know, record store people, the woman behind the counter saying like, hmm, looks like somebody's having a 90s dance party. <laughs> kind of, and this, like, but kind maybe of, a little dismissively. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe a little, uh, you know, judgmentalness going on behind the counter. But um, you don't want my copy of Chumbawamba? <laughs> they, uh... Two mentions, wow. <laughs> they bought a bunch of um, of my CDs, probably two-thirds of them, and then, you know, I'm left with the third I took home. And, you know, the, now that I have it digitally, I'll have it forever. That was my thought process. Not true. You know, I, you know, computers conk out. You run out of storage. You end up deleting things. And there's so many of those CDs that I got rid of now that I would, like, I wish I would have kept just because it's, it's great to have a hard copy of those. You know, when I backed up my um, uh, my iTunes library, I backed that up on disk, which was <laughs> really <laughs> counterintuitive when you think about it. Um, you know, it took up obviously a lot less space and mm -hmm. fit many MP3s on a CD, many more than, you know, you would, than a CD, uh, like a printed store-bought CD. But yeah, I, I got rid of a bunch of stuff. And now one of the things that I'm finding at thrift stores is some of the stuff that I'm buying, I'm actually buying back. Um, yeah, I've so, done that too. Yeah. And I'm I'm fine with that. Especially, you know, the, the, the other thing about CDs at thrift stores now is that the prices, I think, have plummeted. Yeah, I mean, most places they're a dollar or ninety-eight cents. Yes, I mean they're they're or a dollar nineteen. They're yeah. right around that dollar mark. Right, and uh, considering you know a lot of um, kind of hits, and I use air quotes with that, but a yeah. lot of hits on iTunes are a buck twenty nine. It just it like it's yeah, it's a really good kind of value. Even if there's a bunch of songs you don't you're not wild about, it's nice to hear uh, the context of "Unbelievable" by EMF. <laughs> Like, what, what else was going on on that album? Well, and we, I mean, between the two of us, we passed mm -hmm. up back and forth. Yeah. I mean, Eric was just mentioning rumors, and he mm -hmm. had mentioned that the other day, like, oh, mm -hmm. I want that. 
well, I have it. So take it. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you keep looking for it if I have it? So, and that's something that you can really not do or you can't do easily. Right. Yeah. When you download something. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not tech savvy <laughs> when it comes to downloading music. I'm not, I still, I still choose to buy CDs, like real new CDs. I, I think, you know, if you have, you know, a lot of computers don't, don't have CD drives that come with them. Yeah. You know, my, mine's external. Right. And so it's not, it's not a built-in thing anymore with the understanding that you're going to use the cloud. I got my, my last phone is my music library is cloud-based, which is getting incredibly frustrating. I have so much less actual storage on the phone Yeah, and it just, it fills up so quickly and you know, the understanding is that you're gonna, um, you have access to all your music and it's just going to download it and, you know, stream it from the cloud and, and all that stuff. That's just maddening though. Um, and yeah. you it doesn't have, feel like we're there yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As far as data goes yeah, and just good well, access to high speed data. Yeah. And if you, if you're doing it over, um, your cellular network, um, better take out a second mortgage because yeah. yeah. That yeah. the cost of that data is going to add up. It seems like we, we've, I didn't mean to cut you off, no. but it seems like we really have focused on CDs, uh-huh. which at least for us, mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of our big medium, mm-hmm. but albums are, you know, the hot hip thing and <laughs> the kids love the albums. Um, but at thrift stores for years and years, there have been groups of people who, go to thrift stores solely to dig mm-hmm. through, you know, crate diggers who go solely to dig through albums. The people who stand there and monopolize the albums and look through every one mm-hmm. and pull out the record. And I mean, you obviously want to check the record, but um, now that more and more people are actually buying new albums and more music is released on album, it seems like it's even a bigger thing. Yeah. Like it, it's not sort of a niche or mm-hmm. niche, depending mm-hmm. on how you say it, um, thing to look for anymore. Yeah? Yeah. I, in the 20, 25 years we've been thrifting, there has always been the guy. It's always a it's guy. It's always a guy. Um, um, who is yeah camped out in front of the albums and is going through every single one. The, the frustrating thing about this, in those moments where you can kind of w- wiggle in, yeah. uh, or for whatever reason, that guy's out of town um, at another thrift store somewhere else. He's at a Yola else. Tango show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, when you look at the albums, I would say, in my experience, a good 90 to 95% of them are in terrible shape. Yes. Um, they're... S- smell like basement. <laughs> well, it, I like that basement smell. That's fine. The... Um, the scratchiness of the album, you will look at the album and it will look like somebody's gone after it with a car key. <laughs> um, so, so there's that. It, most of the time, a little over half, I would say, just anecdotally, it's missing the inner sleeve. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't help mm-hmm. the scratchiness. Usually at thrifts, I think this is changing a little bit, especially as thrifts are going a little more upscale and being kind of goodwillified, but... Most thrifts will have a bunch of album sleeves. Some of them may have albums, some not. And then there'll just be some free-floating albums. Some, yeah. <laughs> some of them are broken. Uh, 
they're really bad with the 78s. 45, oh, oh, yeah, and 45s. Yeah, 45s and 78s. Those those old, you know, the reason... Thick. They, yeah, where they call them albums. Um, you, It's rare to find any that are in decent shape. And they're beautiful to look at, those those actual albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll have a bunch of empty sleeves, and there'll just be random stuff in there. Um, so I've had terrible luck with albums. Um, and I always feel like that's the best shot to get, you know, things like vintage Motown or, or things like that. But I think that's what that guy is looking for. Yeah. Because usually if you, if you get your chance to look in there, it's going to be Herb Alpert in the Tijuana brass mm-hmm. whipped cream and other delights, which I am not knocking that album because I have it on CD <laughs> and it's good. It's good if you're in a certain mood, but it's, you know, you don't need 80 copies of it. And anything else by Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. Or it's going to be a Christmas album because apparently everybody bought Christmas albums. Mm-hmm. Hawaiian albums also mm-hmm. weirdly plentiful. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody was having a luau in their living room. Because how did the music get outside? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, But there's sort of this limited number of, of uh, not even artists, but sort of genres mm-hmm. And you rarely flip through and you're like, oh, great, Boston, or, you know, any sort of classic rock that you might want or jazz. Mm-hmm. That is so rare. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to the point of, I, I've reached a point where I will make an assumption that I will not find those things in the album section and would prefer to go with CDs. Um, in a lot of cases, CDs are scratched up, but the thing is they, they have that, um, like like with the plastic coating and whatnot, it takes a lot to trash a CD if you have a fairly decent CD reader. Um, albums will skip all over the place, you know, and that's hard to um, to compensate for. Um, the, you know, the other thing that I always see in the albums, it's like generic kind of like... Middle-aged white people music from, like, 1960. You know, like, uh, Pat Boone knockoff. Like, Roy Conniff. Is that Ray Conniff? Oh, the Ray Conniff singers? Yeah. You know, that kind of, like... Mitch Miller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, With Follow the Dancing Ball. Yes. And it will be multiple albums. Yeah. Um, I also see a lot of country western, but it's usually weird country western. Um, And those are almost always scratched up. It's true. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if that's something you mm-hmm. want to look for, you either need to be really patient mm-hmm. <laughs> and really willing to do a lot of flipping, or you need to have maybe better supplies at your thrift stores than we seem to have around here. <laughs> and if you do, we'd be interested in hearing. You don't have to give away your secrets, but just what you find, or, or if that's something that you specifically look for. And if you know that skinny guy or you are that skinny guy, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. How do you find good stuff? (laughs) What's your secret? How does that, how can you be in all those places at the same time? (laughs) Do you sleep? (laughs) The, um, I I think an emerging uh, trend in thrift stores that I really like and I kind of want to try out a little more are uh, cassettes. (laughs) I'm <laughs> looking at Eric like he is out of his mind. <laughs> Here's why. Here's what fascinates me about cassettes. You are much more likely to find like a, a handmade mix. That's the only good thing. Yeah. Oh, the sound quality is horrible. They stretch out. They, yeah. Um, you can't really fast forward to the next, you know, 
there's, yeah. <laughs> there's all kinds of uh, logistical problems with cassettes. Um, I love the idea of like, hi, Debbie, I made you this mixtape. And Debbie's not really into you, so she's just going to like hold on to it maybe for a while. And then um, Debbie's going to offload that at a thrift maybe a good 10, 15, 20 years later. Um, I, I'm curious to see what people um, put on those mixtapes. I'm also curious if there's any kind of voice recording. When I think about, you know, when cassettes were a thing, when I was younger, um, like all the mixtapes I made, how I got together with friends and sort of put stuff together. Um, I, I love the idea of being able to hear those. I mean, it's it's very different than going and my interest in CDs is very different than my interest in cassettes. For cassettes, it's more like the quirkiness as opposed to finding music I'm actually interested in or like. But Okay, that, that makes sense. I should not have judged what you <laughs> we were going to say before you said it. I, I have no way of listening to cassettes. That's the only catch. And I, I don't um, see cassette players in thrifts as often as I would expect. No, I, I think if you're <clears> going to buy maybe... Um, like a, a modular isn't right, mm-hmm. but if you're going to buy sort of the stereo in pieces, mm-hmm. like people do or did, um, that's a way to get a cassette player. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well they work, but mm-hmm. if you're putting together like your turntable mm-hmm. and then your receiver mm-hmm. and um, out of old pieces, I yeah. think you can do that. But yeah, just to find a boombox. I did find a boombox somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Remember, I picked it up. And, and put yeah. it on your shoulder. Yeah, because I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Um, but it was fairly small. It wasn't a really big one. Um, yeah, cassettes. Yeah. 8-tracks, I, it's been years since I've seen an 8-track player that seemed like it was yeah. workable. Um, I, I, yeah, love, I love the idea of 8-tracks. They're actually technologically so inferior to cassettes with that cutting out in the middle of a song and mm-hmm. just all that stuff. It's just... There's something about it that's just campy and fun. So I, I like the idea of eight tracks and those are, um, those are a vanishing breed in thrift stores. And I think they're actually in that phase where they're starting to probably show up in other places. I think there are people who have kind of an interest in eight tracks and eight track players. And it's more of a, I think that's actually entering the realm of sort of a very low grade collectible. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. I mean, they're old enough mm-hmm. now yeah. and rare enough mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. that people would yeah. would be curious about that. And again, I from where I said, I think CDs are, are great right now because they're in that um, the cycle where people sort of perceive them as just being garbage, where they're just kind of in the way. And um, so there's like really good pickings out there. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So um, we would love to hear about. Um, first of all, whether you're a thrift music shopper, and if so, what you do. Um, so uh, please post on our Facebook page. Um, if you aren't, um, if you don't have access to our page already, just search ThriftyCast, all one word, and uh, like our page. And we want to thank the people who have commented or mm-hmm. posted. Thank you for your picture. Some mm-hmm. of you find great things. Mm-hmm. They're so interesting to see. We love to see your pictures. So. Please keep doing that. And I love seeing how people uh, shop for different things. Yeah. Like everybody kind of goes about thrifting differently, which is what makes it so great. Yeah. And I'm really locked into what I look for and what Eric looks for mm-hmm. because he's the person I thrift with the most and mm-hmm. have thrifted with for so long. So it is really nice to see other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if it makes me jealous because they found really cheap <laughs> Harry Potter books. 
<laughs> yeah. Thank you for posting that, and it broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive. So though. jealous. That was that was a great find. That was totally impressive. So, so thank you, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.